Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Please take your seats quickly, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Passing Shots round-by-round catch-up of the US Open. On the passing shot, we're going to be catching up on all the semi-final action at Flushing Meadow, as well as previewing what's to come in the men and women's finals. Kim, we've already had Andreescu and Serena Williams book themselves in the women's final. And now we have the men's final set between second seed Rafael Nadal and yes, that man of the moment, Daniel Medvedev. And that is where we are going to start. We're going to start by looking at what's just happened in the men's semifinals. Let's first of all talk about Nadal versus Berrettini. Straight sets for Nadal. You know, I think there were kind of one or two bumps in the road. And I think kind of the story of this match was was basically that first set, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. It was, well, basically the first set was as long, I think, almost as Berrettini's match against Federer at Wimbledon, (laughs) which I think, you know, a lot of people when he went into that one were saying, oh, you know, could he potentially hurt Federer? You know, he he came out saying he had thought he had the tools to beat Federer, but it was over like the shortest (laughs) ever fourth round match in slam history. But the first set of the Rafa Berrettini match last night, yeah, it was one hour, 13 minutes. And they both had set points. You know, Rafa had one, um, obviously 5-4 up, had a set point. Berrettini then had two set points in the tie break. Well, he was four love up in the tie break and then had set points at 6-4. And at the end of that first set, he was totally fearless. He was just, you know, very, very just going out there. I thought if he, there's no way he can keep this this level up, surely. Um, and the tie break, you know, could have gone either way, really. But Rafa clung in and, and took it. And then, you know, inevitably, Berrettini sort of faded away. Um, I mean, not straight away. It wasn't, you know, love and one in the next two sets or anything. But I think, you know, by the third set, it, it was it was a formality and, you know, what mm. we kind of would expect. <laughs> it did feel a little bit like the writing was already on the wall after the first set. Because, you know, Berrettini had put so much... You know, put so much effort in. As you said, he was playing really, you know, fearless tennis. And, you know, he was doing everything, you know, really well. But at the end of the day, he had, unfortunately, had nothing to show for it. You know, Nadal, you know, I think Berrettini after the match said, you know, Nadal is one of the most, um, you know, he's the ultimate fighter, you know, on the tour. And I think that first set basically just encapsulated that. And even when, you know, Nadal is down two set points, you can't write him off. And yeah, I think that kind of, you know, Nadal taking that first set kind of, um, you know, for Berrettini that, you know, disrupted him. And yeah, it kind of led to more of a a, a procession. Yeah, I mean, and also Berrettini, he had spent a lot more time on court over the course of this tournament. 
um, you know, first time at, at this level, you know, so deep in a slam. So to then lose the first set after playing pretty, pretty damn well, you know, it was probably a bit disheartening. Um, and I think, you know, if, if he had, if Rafa had lost that first set, it wouldn't really perhaps have mattered so much. I mean, I couldn't really see Berrettini being able to to play lights out over five sets, you know, and that just shows how hard it is to mm. beat Rafa over five sets and to maintain, you know, top form against him. Um, interestingly, though, it was actually Berrettini's first ever match against the top 10 player on a hard court, which I found quite interesting um, that he hadn't actually played a top 10 on a hard court yet. But, um, but yeah, it wasn't to be. But I think, you know, he really did impress me in this tournament, Berrettini. I... I you know, he had a lot of good momentum earlier in the season. You know, he's won two titles this year. And coming into the US Open, I'd kind of forgotten about him, to be honest with you. Um, so to come through to the semifinals, I think that's very impressive. It's great for Italian tennis. And I think, you know, I mean, I'm sure that he's going to build on that. And we may see him at this stage of a slam in the very near future. Yeah, I, I certainly think it's he is one of the, the breakout stars of the season. And I think you can put that down to the fact that you know, he's not just a kind of a one surface player. You know, he plays very well you yeah. know, on a grass court. He's got a big, you know, booming serve that kind of, yeah, suits him well on the grass of Wimbledon. Um, but also on, I think he's won a title on, on clay. Yeah. And now he's kind of proven, you know, to the fans that on a hard court as well, he's he's no slouch. You know, he's reached the semifinals. You know, he, you know, he's given his all against Nadal. You know, he stood toe to toe with him. You know, probably should have won a set off him as well um you know i think that kind of the fact that he was he's able to play really good tennis across kind of the whole you know spectrum of of, of tennis court you know tennis courts on the tour it kind of puts him in a really good set to kind of be you know potentially knocking on the door you know in the future of a, you know a world tour finals spot and i think yeah that is a sort of i, I think that is the sort of uh tournament you know, place he could he win be. actually as well i mean that i think would be a i could see him actually just winning the world finals like this time <laughs> next year maybe I, I don't know maybe maybe it's a bit much but I, I was really impressed by his like attitude especially in that first set like he was really like you know fist pumping and like really pumped up and like, it was very positive kind of demeanor and he wasn't scared or phased by it so I thought that was you know very very impressive um I mean uh, another very impressive player obviously into the final now Daniel Medvedev Joel did you actually imagine that he would get to the final? I know we were talking about him like all throughout this tournament, really, and before saying, yeah, quarter final against Djokovic, you know, that's, you know, that's going to be really tasty. How will he do? But yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever thought he'd actually get through to the final. And I know he hasn't had to play Djokovic or Federer, but he's had to play some, you know, very good opponents. And he just yeah. seems to be like on this just incredible role. And I just don't you know, will it end on Sunday or is is it going to be that, is that going to be his crowning moment? I just, I'm really not sure. Do you know what? I think it's, it's funny because, you know, before the tournament, as you said, you know, we we're all kind of looking at the draw and thinking, ah, oh, yes, Medvedev, you know, could, at best, could get to quarterfinals and run into Novak Djokovic and then, you know, and then lose. And that, you know, that'd be fine for, you know, for his tournament. But, you know, coming into the tournament, you know, we saw him kind of cramping, and, you know, I think he got a quad injury in the first week. Um, and again, it puts a, you know, it put a cloud over him. He also had, you know, he's also had kind of the crowd to deal with as yeah. well, which, um, you know, has, kind of, you know, could have disrupted him. Um, but he's seemed to have, you know, batted all that away, plus 
all the tennis he's played, you know, in the build-up to the US Open, it's just not, um, you know, it's it's not affect, you know, it's just not affected him. And you know, again against Dimitrov, he just was very solid, and you know, he 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 won the the, the big points. You know, it was again, it was a very tight you know, first set and, you know, tight second set as well. And you could probably say, you know, I was watching the match and actually, you know, Dimitrov was probably good for a set, but, you know, at at kind of no point you felt that it was Dimitrov's to win. I felt like, you know, regardless if if Dimitrov had won a set, Medvedev was going to be in, going to book his place in the final. Yeah, I mean, I did think maybe Dimitrov would get a set. Perhaps I was quite surprised when I saw the score um yeah I think by the end of it he just sort of wore down Dimitrov and you Mm. know that that was it it was quite straightforward and I guess very similar to the yeah to the Rafa Berrettini semi in the sense that it just kind of has the match war and became more and more inevitable I mean well I just just a note on Quiggle Dimitrov obviously again unpredicted that he would get to the the semi-finals that he would beat Federer I mean come on but is this probably was his best chance to get to a slam final? I mean, you know, and he's not come up against, you know, one of the big three um, in the, in the semi. I don't, I don't know. Do you see him reaching this stage of a slam again? Do you think this could be the start of, of a resurgence for Dimitrov? I, I'm not sure because I think, you know, we've said he had a good draw. Um, You know, he didn't face a seeded player until Roger Federer, um, he didn't have to play one of those matches because uh, Chorich uh, withdrew due to uh, injury. So I think you know he has made the most of you know I think what I think we can say was quite a comfortable draw through to the second week. You know I, I think the Roger Federer match proved that on his day, um, you know he can beat anyone in the world, and you know we were kind of hoping, you know we were kind of hoping to see this sort of Dimitrov kind of two years ago we didn't we feel like we've been you know we've been on pause almost for the last kind of couple of years and now we're you know this is a Dimitrov of uh you know of, of yesteryear and um you know I'd love to see him you know come back up the rankings so he's not having to play you know qualifying draws of yeah, 250s and, <laughs> and 500s and I think you know that will be the the you know that will be the priority for him at the moment because you know I think he's like outside, he's outside the top 50, I think. I think he's like number... He's 78 in the world at yeah. this tournament. But obviously with the points he's gained from this, you know, this fortnight, he'll he'll go up. But I, I still, I don't know what actually what he's projected to go to. Um, and I mean, yeah, I just, I get it totally unpredictable that he would, he would make the semis. <laughs> um, and just Medvedev, you know, the fact that he's come through, like just, he's just got such a ridiculous record this summer. I, I think it's, it's... It's insane. I mean, and it just, you know, he's actually the first one to break through, isn't he, out of the next gen um, to actually get into a slam final. And I'm sort of starting to think I can totally see Medvedev reaching two or three slam finals before perhaps even Tsitsipas or Zverev would would get to that stage. I mean, Zverev, I think, almost is out of the equation right now. I think the chances of him ever getting to a slam final are dropping (laughs) by the day. But Tsitsipas, perhaps. Um, but uh, yeah, I think Medvedev, Medvedev is the one. I think my, my biggest hope is that, you know, if I am Alex Zverev or, or Tsitsipas, I'm looking at Medvedev and that is going to provide me with, you know, inspiration and add kind of fuel to the fire to, you know, make me want to, you know, get back up to, you know, 
top you know top five top ten in the world whatever um and kind of compete you know on the highest stage and you know and basically say to medvedev it's like yeah it's great that you're in the the grand slam final well actually i want to be there too Mm. and i'm going to use kind of you as a you know almost like now as, as a target because yeah i think they're kind of you know they're kind of in their in his in his wake a little bit and you know for the re- the rest of the season you know i think sissipas and zverev will be you know they will be wanting to to catch up yeah, I think after whatever happens on Sunday, though, Medvedev is going to need a good couple of weeks off, isn't he? Like, he must be so burnt out. He must be, his body well, must be just, oh. I think my my favourite stat of the uh, the semi-finals, I think I read somewhere, since Wimbledon, if you look at the amount of time that all the players have been on court, I think it was kind of like Nadal, 16 hours, um, Dimitrov, 16 hours, um uh, Berrettini, 16 hours. Medvedev, he's played 40 plus hours on a, <laughs> on a tennis court, I think, since Wimbledon. Wow. Um, he's got to, I think he's now got to four, you know, four finals. Four straight finals. Yeah. Four straight finals. So he's played a lot of tennis. And, you know, I think, you know, in the second week, we've always, we've we've been constantly been like, when's he going to burn out? When's he going to burn out? When's he going to burn out? Maybe he won't. It's, it's not <laughs> happened yet. Maybe he won't. Maybe he's just like this, you know, abs- you know, he's this, he's this machine. And, you know, I think there is a, a question there on, you know, with the, this kind of his interactions with the crowd, is this, you know, is, is the crowd almost like providing him this kind of new source of energy? Well, um, yeah, that's, that's what getting he said. him through matches. Yeah. That's what he said to them. So, <laughs> I think I think that's actually helped, yeah, more than anything. Um, but let's move on. Let's discuss the women's semi-finals. So we had those well back on Thursday. Um, <laughs> so we had Belinda Bencic against Bianca Andreescu. Um, Andreescu obviously came through that one. Two very tight sets, though. Bencic mm. might be kicking herself a bit because I think she had uh, set points in the first set, and then in the second set she was five-two up, and Andreescu, you know, came back ruled off five games in a row. So, I mean, that just goes to show, doesn't it, that Bianca Andreescu is a real fighter on the court, maybe wasn't playing at her best, but still managed to win. And at the end of the day, that is the most important thing. And that is what defines champions. Yes, I I agree. I think that match showed that Andreescu is a fighter. And I think she's going to, you know, that is a quality she is going to need when, you know, she comes up against someone like Serena Williams in the final, you know, there's going to be times when, you know, she's not going to be playing, you know, the better, the better tennis of her opponent. And, you know, she's going to have to have that knack of being able to kind of stick, you know, stick with the, you know, stick with Serena in the final. And I think this Bencic match proved that she does have that quality that, you know, when she's not playing great tennis, she can kind of stick at it and kind of not, you know, not crumble or not let it kind of get her, you know, get at her. And, um, you know, to come back from, particularly to come back from, from five, two down in, in the second set, you know, of the semi-final, you know, against someone like Bencic, I, you know, I think that is, you know, that, that was a real kind of conf- confidence boost because, you know, if that had gone to a third set, it, it, you know, you would probably have said that, um, you know, Bencic, Bencic would have had all the momentum, you know, and would have you know probably gone into that third set as as a favourite. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think Benjic, I think we'll see her get to this stage again. I think, you know, as long as her body can stay free of injury and, you know, same for Andreescu, to be fair, they've both struggled quite a lot with, with bad injuries in their career already. Um, she's going to, Andreescu is going to need that kind of never say die attitude for the final, isn't she? Because, I mean, well, I'm, I'm just so, I'm so looking forward to tonight, Joel. I just, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> Honestly, I just, I really like, Andreescu, you know, she hasn't actually lost a, a proper match for about six months. You know, she had to retire from mm. the French Open with injury. So it's been a long, long time since she's actually lost. And, you know, it's, it's just remarkable what she, she has done this yeah. season. And I, in a way, you know, it would be a total fairy tale and a dream if she was to win on, you know, today. But part of me also wants Serena to, you know, to get that, <laughs> to equal Margaret Court. And it's, it's, I want them both to win. It's so annoying. <laughs> it is a real, I mean, it's probably, you know, I think you look at Andreescu and you think, well, she's probably the one player at the moment, given the form that she's in, that could beat Serena Williams. And, you know, I think, what will kind of help her is that, you know, in the final and, and she proved it in the semi-final, she just doesn't, she doesn't let the situation get to her. You know, this is a player who is, yeah, I think she's like, you know, she's, she's 19, only 19. <laughs> 19 years old in a Grand Slam semi-final. She just plays, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't play with that kind of weight that, you know, could, that could, that other players potentially, you know, buckle to, mm. um, you know, she just goes out and plays her own game. And, you know, it's obviously really working for her at the moment. I think she's won, you know, she's won 32, 36 matches, you know, this season, you know, she won titles in Indian Wells and Toronto. She shows, you know, she's got an appetite for the, you know, the big, you know, the big tournaments and yeah, it's just going to be a really kind of compelling matchup. Um, let's, let's move on and quickly kind of, before we kind of preview the, the men's and women's finals, let's quickly talk about kind of Serena Williams and her semi-final against Elena Svitolina. Um, Svitolina, you might remember, was Joe Conter's conqueror um, in the, the quarterfinals. And really, well, well, Kim, you know, I, I put a tweet out basically saying I, re- I, I was expecting to wake up in the morning and I wouldn't have been surprised if Svitolina had had got through Serena Williams, but, but lo and well, behold, lo and behold, behold you, you outed me on the WhatsApp group saying that was a terrible prediction. And it, so it proved because Serena came through 6-3-6-1. I think she, she hit 34 winners, saved six break points in the process. And it was a, it was another very dominating performance, kind of continuing that thread from her, her, her quarterfinal victory, where I think she only dropped a, dropped a game. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be quite so one-sided and, you know, I thought Svitolina would have, have a bit more uh, in the tank, I suppose. And a bit annoying for Joe Conta, but there we go. <laughs> um, I don't know, it would have been interesting to see what Conta would have done. But yes, um, Serena in her last couple of matches, she's barely barely lost games, to be quite honest with you. So that's what makes it going into the final so interesting because, you know, at Wimbledon, question marks maybe over Serena... She had a lot more sort of battles, didn't she? But this tournament, she's she's been much more Serena-like. Um, if you like, you know, her mm. movement's really good. She's, uh, well, is she looking at her best potentially? I don't know. I, the, the start of that semi with Svitolina was, uh, you know, a bit closer, but it just kind of, it just kind of ran away from her. And, and just a note on Svitolina, you know, she's reached, what, this is her second straight 
semi in a semi final. Yeah. Has she had she reached a semi before that? No, she hadn't had she, but she'd reached a few quarters. You know, is do you think she'll ever kind of go that one step mm. further? Do you think she's going to be a bit of a, a Joe Contra, if you like, and sort of never progress beyond? I, I don't like to sort of be so <laughs> negative, but I just feel like you know she a did Carolina win the Pliskova. Yeah, she did win the WTA uh, finals last year, you know, so she's obviously proven that she can beat all the top players, you know, on on a platform. But um, I mean, when she does lose, she seems to lose to the eventual champions. She she lost to Osaka in uh, Australian Open and Halep at Wimbledon. So does this mean Serena will win or tonight? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I think at, at the moment, I personally would put Svitolina in that group with kind of contour in terms of uh, these are players that I think, you know, they can put it together for two weeks and win a Grand Slam. I don't necessarily see her as winning kind of multiple, you know, Grand Slams, but I think, you know, they can they can certainly put, you know, two weeks in a in a year uh, and play lights out tennis and, and be the, you know, be the best player in the draw. Um, now, I don't know what, you know, I think she plays, you know, I think she plays well on all surfaces. Um, but it, it, I think that is potentially what her, you know, problem is in the fact that, you know, she doesn't really have a, at the moment, I don't know if she, if, if she has a superior surface, one that makes her, you know, she's better than that than on the other surfaces. Cause at the moment it very much feels like, okay, semi-final at Wimbledon, great. Semi-final at uh, US Open, um, it kind of feels like that's, you know, that's her, uh, that point on, on all surfaces. She's just sort of like a really good all rounder, like, but never quite maybe having the, that special edge to go all the way. I, I don't know. She may prove us wrong next year. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's have a, let's talk a bit more about the finals. So this weekend, um, I mean, let's, let's talk about the women first, because obviously it's tonight as we're recording this. So Serena will be aiming for her 24th, Grand Slam singles title, which would tie Margaret Court for, you know, the most ever. And I'm sure that, well, I, I don't want to talk for everyone, but I would say the majority of fans do hope that she gets to that point at some point, you know. Um, but, you know, Andreescu playing in her first Slam final. There's an 18-year age gap between these two, Joel, which is the largest between the women's finalists at any major in the Open era. And Andreescu wasn't even born when Serena first won the USA. <laughs> I mean, that's just I love that. I madness, love that. isn't it? Um, so I suppose the age gap between these two is more than the age gap between Serena and Osaka last year. Yeah, mm. so Osaka's slightly older. Um, but yeah, they've only played once before, but that was, you know, the Rogers Cup very, very recently, but wasn't really a proper match. Serena retired 3-1 in the first set. So basically unknown territory between them two. Uh, yeah, definitely. And and just actually a word on, you know, if Serena did win, um, if, if if did win tonight and won her first 24th title, it would could potentially mean that she goes into the Australian Open and she could overtake, uh, you know, one of Australia's greatest players, Margaret Court um, in, in Australia, Australia, yeah. in Australia. So okay. there is a there is a little bit of, uh, you know, an interest uh, there. But, um, you know, looking at the final, yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a classic kind of veteran versus up and comer. Changing you know, of the guard, maybe, yeah, you know, well, people yeah, be lauding it as that. <laughs> potentially changing changing of the guard. Um, you know, it's, I think the fact that we've only really had one 
other match between these two and you know it wasn't really a match it was you know Andreescu won it because Williams retired at you know 3-1 down in the first set in the in the Rogers Cup final and I think you know to have it happen on a stage like this um you know I think it's just going to be very exciting for tennis fans and you know given all the kind of controversy that happened last you know year. last year mm. I wonder I I don't think so but I wonder whether that will play you know, into Serena's head, you know, thinking about if there's any sort of, um, you know, weaknesses she has. I don't know if that would bring up any, you know, bad memories or, you know, be a you know, blocker to her kind of playing her kind of full game in a final. Because mm. you've got to remember, you know, Serena's lost her last her three last Grand Slam finals. I think for me, that's like the main... Yeah, you could say, oh, Andreescu, first final, will she be nervous? But I actually feel like Serena is the one that will be more hindered by by mm. nerves. You know, the fact that she, the last three slam finals, she's not really played that well, especially, you know, Wimbledon, she was just dominated by Halep and she just never got out of the blocks, really. I, I don't know, I don't know. I feel like that is still going to be on her her mind. I think if she can win this one, she might win like three more. You know, I think this, it's all kind of very, very critical um, depending on tonight, really. Um, I hope we don't see nerves come into it. I hope that they both just play the absolute lights out best tennis because I think we could be on for, you know, an absolutely mm. epic match. So, and I'm glad it's on at a reasonable time for European audiences <laughs> as well. Hurrah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, I think it's, it's... 9pm British time, which is great. So, yeah. Who are you? What do you think? What are you uh, thinking? Well, I had predicted Serena at the start of the tournament. Um, you know, I got, may I just say, I predicted the final correctly. <laughs> I did have Andreescu and Williams in the final, but I have gone for Serena. So I think I'll just stick with that. Oh, I think okay. it's going to be super close. I'm I, just, I, don't, I don't know. I feel I am quite torn, but I'm, I'm going to just maintain my original <laughs> prediction. I mean, I, I actually went the opposite and I yeah. think I said Andreescu is going to win it. And, you know, the fact that she plays, I, I think I think it very much depends on, on how how it starts and, and, you know, and what is the tone that is set in the, you know, in the opening games. I think that will go a long way in telling us who is going to win, you know, the, who is going to win the final. Because I think if Andreescu can get out to a fast start and, and put Serena under pressure early on um i think i think potentially um that will i think that you know that could mean andrescu goes on mm. and, and wins it and i think that will be the i think for me that is one of the kind of the key things to kind of be looking at is the is the start and kind of seeing you know whether you know i mean obviously we've had serena you know i think against Vitalina, you know it was kind of a a bit of a, you know, she went to love up, but, you know, she had to stave off break points in her opening game. And, you know, I think the next game was like a really, really long one. So, you know, she lost, lost the first set as well against McNally. Uh, you know, I think she has this, you know, there are instances of, you know, having her, of her having a slow start. Mm. So, you know, if yeah. Andrescu can capitalise on that, I think Andrescu could win could potentially win in three. I hope we don't get like just a one hour match like we did at Wimbledon. As much as I loved, you know, Halep's performance was mm. mind blowing. It was great. But I just, you know, I do want a real epic tonight. Um, yep. What about the men, Joel? Who's your money on? Uh, I mean, Rafa and Medvedev have played only once before. Again, they played in the final of the Coupe Roger. So the US Open finalists are the same as the Rogers Cup Coupe Roger's finalists. In that match, Rafa 
thrash Medvedev at Love and Three. Um, but Medvedev, you know, I think he basically came out and said after the tournament, well, I've, that was the first time I played Rafa. I've kind of got that out of the way now. So I don't, I, don't, I feel like it's not going to be, you know, I don't think it's going to be a scoreline like that again. Um, you know, Medvedev though, first final, what will his nerves be like? I mean, it's it's unknown territory. I mean, I think his game matches up, you know, and can really challenge Rafa a lot. I'm, I'm quite, as a Rafa fan, I'm quite worried. Uh, but I just I do question. Well, yeah, I, I don't want to sort of say, oh, Rafa's <laughs> going to win easily. I just question maybe Medvedev's fitness, like his tiredness over a long mm. five-set match. I do question that. And, you know, he... And the crowd, I, I don't know what the crowd's going to be like. I feel oh, like they're, they're going to be pro Rafa, surely. Well, yeah, but I feel like there's going to be quite a lot of people in the crowd who probably just love the whole story that Medvedev. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm really not sure what to expect. <laughs> I, I mean, Kim, I, in my view, I kind of I can't <laughs> see, I genuinely cannot see past Nadal. Uh, win, uh, winning the I final and to right, be honest Joel. I think it's going to be I honestly <laughs> can't violation. see I think it's going to be like 3-3-3 three, three and three or something oh, I think, I'll take that you know I think yeah you know Medvedev's done very well uh, to get to you know to get to the final but he's coming up against one of the big three and you know Nadal I think has only dropped one set this week he's looked in excellent form you know he's not got any in niggling injuries we know that he's fit and you know a fit and firing Rafa Nadal ultimately is is no match for, for a lot of people and I'm going to put Medvedev in that category mm. oh, I hope you're right <laughs> <laughs> someone on Twitter actually said um it's the fifth time that Rafa's been in a slam like you know the last four without Djokovic and Federer and in all the previous four he won the title so <laughs> fingers crossed uh, <laughs> but yeah I mean I did predict Rafa at the start of the tournament I just had a feeling so I'm going to stick by that and I think it won't be maybe as easy as, as you think but I um, I hope that Rafa will come through and I want him to get 19 <laughs> 19 so, yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah we'll see we'll see but um Talking of finals, Joel, we've also got Britain action today. So Jamie mm. Murray is in the mixed doubles final um, with Bethany Matic-Sands. So that's on, I think, at five o'clock British time today. They're playing the top seeds, though, Chan and Venus. So not going to be easy. But, you know, Jamie's in really good form. He reached the men's doubles semifinals, narrowly lost out yeah. to Cabal and Farrah, who then incidentally won the, the men's doubles final yesterday. That must be so frustrating. Like 7-6, seven, 7-6. Six, seven, six. I know. Like two really tight score mm. lines in those tie breaks. Very, you know, obviously great for, for Murray and Skupski. It's showing obviously that doubles partnership is, you know, is working. I think, you know, maybe they had a little bit of a rocky start, but they've, you know, bedded in together yes. now. And, yeah. um you know, I, yeah, a bit frustrating. Silver lining for obviously for Jamie is that you know he's the in the in the mix final, but coming up against the, the top seeds in Chan and, and Venus, that is mm. that's still going to be that's still quite. Uh, I think that's still going to be quite tough. But I think I would expect. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Jamie I feel like and, Jamie. And, I think they've got you know home crowd, Bethany Matic Sands. Mm. Yeah, I think they're gonna. I'd like to. Yeah, I think they're gonna do it. I'm gonna tune in and see how they get on <laughs> later. Um, but yeah, the Cabal and Farrow Colombians, they won their second straight slam and they were the top seeds. So they beat Granolas and Zabayos in the final, which they're only playing together, I think, for their second tournament. Yeah, so that, that is, was a good, good showing. <laughs> they, they, that sounds like they 
are in the they were playing like uh, the French Open final. Zabayos and Granola. Well, uh, <laughs> no, because we know that the French Open final was Kravitz and Mies this year. Oh, but yeah, course, I know what you mean. Granola, Zabayos, you think clay quarters. But hey, Granola's did reach the US Open final before with Mark Lopez. So um, mm-hmm. he has history here. Um, but the women's doubles final as well. Um, really good, really good women's doubles final. I think it's being played tomorrow. Ash Barty and Victoria Azarenka against Elise Mertens and Arena Savalenka. That's cracking. Yeah, that is a great yeah. uh, matchup. All you know, singles players. All singles players, yeah. I mean, obviously, these are partnerships they've been playing together this, you know, for most of the year. But, well, I mean, that's that's great. And two Belarusians as well, you know. I mean, that's it's fantastic for people to be able to see, you know, top singles players and, and in the double. You know, I just think it's mm-hmm. great. Um, and then we do actually also have some Brits in the wheelchair events. So... Uh, Alfie Hewitt's in the quarterfinals of the wheelchair double um, wheelchair singles, and then him and Gordon Reed will be in the wheelchair doubles final. I think Gordon Reed lost yesterday in his wheelchair singles, and then Andy Lapthorn is still going in the quads. So a few more Brits in action uh, still at Flushing Meadows, and I just I think a last word, Joel. We've got our little yes. predictions predictions thing Come going. On. We put a Come tweet on. out this morning, uh, our collector <laughs> set. So we at the start of the US Open, we asked our followers and listeners to predict where they thought uh, our six chosen players would finish at the US Open. So we mm. had Kyrgios, Ferev, Medvedev, Andreescu, Kenin and Shay. So obviously we've still got Andreescu and Medvedev. So what happens this weekend is going to determine who amongst our you know followers that decided to play who will uh, be in the running to still win i think you're still in in the running yes Jill. come on uh, also lee from tennis uh, at telly tennis on telly sorry is still well he's already got three right i think so he's just hoping that everyone else no doesn't one else. yeah yep. uh, nawal nadal and also big bods one they could still also get three out of six right so oh, which is pretty pretty good I think I've, I might be able to get two out of six myself, but um, yeah, that's been quite fun to play along with that. So, so yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, that is going to be, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, I think, I reckon I can, I reckon I can, I reckon Andreescu win. Yeah, I'm going to get three. I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll keep everyone posted and we'll, we'll post the final results um, on Twitter once uh, both finals have taken place um but i think that's it for this episode um of the passing shot um remember to uh follow us on social media on instagram twitter and facebook at passing shot pod if you want to contact the show uh you can do so by email passing shot pod at gmail.com and if you've been enjoying our round by round coverage at the US Open um, and you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, uh, please feel free to give us a, a rating and give us a review. Um, it really, really means a lot, uh, a lot to us. Um, but yeah, we'll be back on, uh, well, we'll be back either Sunday evening or, or on Monday um, to recap the finals weekend uh, the men's final and the uh, women's final but for now uh, I'm going to go and get some sleep um, before the women's so I can stay up and watch all the women's final well I think um, Joel you woke up very early this morning to run yeah. a 16 mile run yeah. as, as you yeah, do in your marathon training <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes we um, yeah we'll be back uh, either yeah, Sunday evening or Monday so watch out for us then uh, but until then Uh, Thanks for listening and goodbye. 
Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.